What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this we are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Yes. All right. All right. Good evening, USA, worldwide, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the Foss, plus the Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Regenerator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, and the misunderstood lonely nomad the unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of queens new york and you're rocking with the 169th episode of off the meat rack chains new york podcast live and direct from stream yard alongside with youtube and myself is the instagram live feed make sure you turn on the notifications and follow the show's podcast page on the gram make sure you follow that and speaking of which, um, um, sorry for being late. I had to, um, I had to get fresh enough from um, work, and and for the most part, um, I had to make a last minute change on one of the topics. Um, so yeah, and um. By the way, if you are new to the channel and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. Everything is all posted and uploaded to the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555. And go ahead and grab that subscribe button and the noni noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air for your live stream. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes. More video content, upcoming episodes, and previous episodes. And I will gladly get to the audio streaming platforms at the end of the show, right? Um, now, before I even go to the tra- the transit news, um, I'd like to do a little thing right here that, that I always like to do is what you call a little mental health check-in, man. I did not do mental health check-in in the last episode because I was trying to cut to the chase. So I'm just going to, um, you know, go with it. How I'm feeling mentally, physically, and spiritually, you asked. Well, physic, well, mentally, mentally, um, it could be a little better as far as the as far as the heat wave and the excessive heat. Physically, physically, I am. Physically, I am. I am not gonna. I'm not gonna hold you. It. It. I am. I am. Fucking exhausted from a long day of work. And, you know, spiritually, spiritually, I am trying to get better. I am trying to get better on a day by day basis. So, um. So yeah. I mean, all these things takes time, though. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah. Um, I also had a chance to, also had a chance to talk to my sister actually while I was at Big Lots. Um, this was after I clocked out from my shift. So basically, basically, um, it. it Nothing bad, nothing bad happened, folks. So I just wanted to actually find out, well, if she's okay and stuff. So, you know, most of the time I was like, because I even asked her, um, what, 
does it feel like to work from home compared to an office? And and you know, a lot of people are actually doing that shit too because you know like who wants to be like who wants to be who wants to go to an office, right? Knowing that there's a lot of slashings and stabbings and shootings going on and stuff like that. So it's like, why not, why not, um, why not try working from home? I mean, you're still going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? You're still going to get paid and shit. And, and, you know, (laughs) you just got to get with the times, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just how I feel about that though, man. And you know, and you know, for me, I'm actually fortunate and lucky that I don't have an office job compared to my mother and some other people because um for me, I would not be able to I would not be able to function straight because because then you have to really because then you know you gotta deal with it with um close space where there's no sun where you could actually get vitamin D and stuff and and office jobs is just not for me man you know what I'm saying even if it's like even if it's like and I'm not knocking the people who are you know who are working in you know the the entertainment newsrooms and stuff like that um, your TMZs, which is one of my favorite shows, by the way, and along with others. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much what my take is on people working from home, and I think it's a good idea because you know they don't have to worry about missing their trains and getting up at five in the morning to get to us to get to to get to the job at a certain time and stuff. So that's just, I feel, yeah, I just feel it's a good idea. Even, even if it has to do, look, I know a lot of people um, who, some people want to work, want to go back to work and stuff, but you know, at some point, like, you know, you have to really think about, your self-care you have to think you really have to think about self-care because at some breaking point you have to really know when it is a time and a place to think about your mental health and i actually mentioned that to my sister too because you know at the same time like um, you you have to you have to really know that you are only human. You know what I'm saying. You are only human, and 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 you know you don't want to overthink a lot of things because when you do that, you end up being stressed out. So that's just. That's just a life lesson for every single person out there that's like, you know, you know, being a hard worker and and, you know, having the best career that they are having right now. So, you know what I'm saying? And as an independent podcaster, I 
I'm able to set my own schedule. That's the thing I like about, you know, being able to set my own time and stuff. Cause I want to do things. Cause I want to do things at my own terms. You know what I'm saying? That way, I don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about the FCC. I don't have to worry about censorship and all that other stuff. Cause I'm not. I, I'm not a mainstream person. So, <laughs> so forget about it. <laughs> that's just. That's my take on that. Um. That's my take on that. Um. You know, working from home and and how important it is. So, so remember this life lesson, folks. So, there you go. A little gem and a little sprinkle that I had to do. So, I wanted to actually do that shit, though, man. A little life lesson, and and there it is. All right, let me cut to the chase and go to um, our next segment, which is the New York Mass Transit Files. All right. Now, um, I came up on this article on AMMY dot com in regards to a mta runaway train in fiscal cliff let's get to the details okay all right so <laughs> all right so here we go here we go the MTA's fiscal cliff is coming one year sooner than expected after outside projections of ridership returns fell short. Some $15 billion in federal slandemic relief money for the MTA will not be able to cover the agency's multi-million dollar deficit after 2024 instead of 2025. Transit officials said during month during monthly MTA board meetings Monday, July 25th. We're basically out of federal aid by 2024, which is a year late earlier, said MTA Chief Financial Officer Kevin Willens at the agency's finance committee meeting. The bottom line is our fiscal cliff is in excess of 2.5 billion dollars and is a year earlier than where just we were in february the mta will face shortfalls of around 2.5 billion dollars a year come 2025 amid a drop in fare box revenues and stagnant ridership which the, the the authority is highly dependent on to pay for running its subways, buses, and commuter rails in and around New York City. Trip rates compared to pre-COVID numbers in 2019 have plateaued in recent months at 61% across all MTA transit modes. Consultants with McKinsey and Company 
estimated back in November 2020 that the agency would be back at around 77% of pre demic figures in 2022 and level off at 87% by 2026. But the surge of the Delta and Omicron variants and more recently um, Omicron variants have thrown those forecasts off and led the MTA to ask the consultants to redo their estimates this spring. The outside av- av- advisors now predict rates to rise to just 69% in 2023, 74% in 2024, 77% in 2025, and 80% in 2026. Under a less optimistic low-case scenario where workers who can stay remote only come to come into the office two days a week, ridership will rise to just 73% by 2026. Full return of ridership may not come until 2035 or even later, senior MTA financial officials said. 23 whoa 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 2035 2035 are you hearing this folks I I know you I know you heard me read this right though man 2035 2035 is a fucking long time you know what I mean it is a long ass time man Oh man, it is a long ass time. The MT the MTA will make nearly four billion dollars less in fair and tolling revenue over four years between 2022 to 2026. To stay off steep fare hikes service cuts, and layoffs, the MTA will need to get new dedicated funding from state government to fill that multi-billion dollar hole each year. How many times the MTA is going to be borrowing money and shit, man? This is why they end up being in fucking debt. You know what I'm saying? It's so fucking crazy, and I'm not... Nope. I'm not surprised by all this. Nobody is fucking surprised about all this shit, though. Like, it's just, it's just to me, it's like, where did the money go? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question right there, though. Um, and and I'm like in my head, man. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And you know, a lot of people feel that the MCA has been robbing people over the years and stuff and and sometimes they they have you know what i'm saying um and it's just it's just mind-boggling to me and (laughs) i don't know i don't know but it's just crazy um okay so the mta financial officials are also looking at ways to change service to adapt to new slandemic era travel patterns and find efficiencies in in its operations 
transit leaders still plan to go ahead with scheduled biannual fare increases next year and in 2025 at the cat governor kathy hogel who controls the mta postponed higher ticket prices for this year the agency the agency could cut its annual deficit by about a billion dollars if transit officials choose to spread out the federal funding through 2028 rather than use as much of it as possible and largely run out by 2025. But this approach requires a whole lot of new dedicated transit money from the state starting as soon as next year to the, t- to the tune of nearly $800 million in 2023 and around $1.6 billion each year after that hoku and lawmakers in albany did not allocate any new funds in the current budget which lasts through t- spring 2023 of next year um the change the change in how the money from washington is spent would also pay off earlier that the agency owes meaning they'll have to pay less in debt servicing and avoid the cost of using deficit borrowing further down the line given what we know now in my opinion this is the only responsible approach to best fund and deliver transit to the region will said subway trip rates have returned faster on the weekends while monday through friday trips have remained stagnant at just below 60 percent of pre-slandemic numbers for months according to mta's counts buses have seen higher returns on weekdays than on weekends and a larger overall rate than on the rails the factors affecting fare revenues according to mckenzie include things like the future of remote work how many non-work trips people take how safe riders feel more people choosing transit after congestion pricing in manhattan is scheduled to kick in 2024 and travel travelers shifting over to other transportation modes like bikes mca chairperson and ceo general lever has called on albany politicians to fund the agency like other essential services such as the fire department or sanitation and make it less reliant on fares but the agency did not get that kind of regular cash infusion in this year's state budget okay all right in other transit news in other transit news president davy Yes, New York City Transit President Richard Davey wants to hear from Big Apple commuters every month to help the MTA figure out how to bring back more riders to its subways and buses. For the first time in the history of the agency, um, NYCT will undertake a monthly customer satisfaction survey to keep a pulse on our customers while continuing our deeper uh, biannual 
customer survey wrote Davey in Metropolitan Transportation Authority board documents published Friday ahead of its monthly meetings this week. The combination of direct customer feedback and operational performance data is a goldmine of insight that allows for increased satisfaction and in our case particularly attracting more riders back onto subways buses and paratransit vehicles the transit honcho <laughs> honcho added <laughs> our goal is to make nyct the best most reliable way to get around nyc which is new york city folks Davey in May took over the helm of NYC Transit, the MTA subsidiary in charge of the subways, buses, Staten Island Railway, and access a ride. According to the results from the agency's most recent questionnaire in June, subway riders were more worried about people with mental health issues in the system and safety while bus commuters mostly wanted better service when asked what would encourage strap hankers to take more subway trips the top response was fewer people behaving erratically followed by a more visible police and security presence and shorter wait times on weekends on the buses, the highest ranking concerns were all about speeding up commutes with shorter wait times on weekdays. Topping the list that topping the list. That issue only came in at number five for those traveling on the rails. Um the survey also asked riders how satisfied they were with service overall, as well as more specifics like cleanliness, announcements, wait times, and staff healthiness. As the COVID-19 pandemic continues to rage on with new variants like BA5, which I will talk about in a future episode, um, New Yorkers are returning to mass transit at lower rates than the MTA previously expected, threatening the agency's bottom line. Um, white collar workers are largely continued continuing to work remotely or with hybrid schedules, and occupancy rates for the city were still at only 41% last month. There are many factors affecting ridership that fall outside the direct control of NYCT to change, most notably the popularity of remote work policies, Davey wrote. Although NYCT ridership, which is New York City transit, recovery trends to above the North American average, it is below that of our international peers. NYC Transit got 53% of its operating budget from fair revenues pre pandemic, but so far this year has only earned 32% through ticket sales below the 40% the agency budgeted. A recent audit by State Comptroller Tom um, Tom DiNapoli found MTA budget gurus have warned that they will have to cut service once federal COVID relief 
aid dries up in the coming years unless Governor Kathy Hochul, who controls the MCA and the state lawmakers, earmark new transit funding. MCA leaders will give an updated financial picture and present its proposed budget for 2023 to its board this week. One transit advocate said that the MCA and state and city leaders have focused too much on policing and low level crime in, in the subways rather than what the agency has direct control over funding more and better service. Well, first of all, let me before I continue this before I continue this shit, look. There's a reason why there's 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 cops on subway trains and subway stations and stuff like that because of all these stupid ass slashings and stabbings and all these crazy ass um fucking shootings that's been going on. Like you can't you you can't sugar, you can't really sugarcoat those situations. You really can't. And to me, it's like to me, if you're gonna talk about, if you're gonna talk about um, not folk, if you're only gonna be talking about um, what the agency has direct control over, of course, funding. Of course, funding is important. Yes, funding is important. But what about the lives of people? Like, seriously, what about the what about the fucking lives of people who? are fucking harassed who are fucking um you know being threatened and being in a hectic situation as far as like you know you know crazy people you know what i'm saying because without those cops in those um subway trains and and stations it wouldn't it would not be safe at all it would be a lot worse so i would say you know i would say have a balance between 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 um funding and the lives of people lives of people is important especially especially in the five boroughs of new york city constantly talking about police instead of how we improve subway service is passing the buck for the quality of service subway service said danny perlstein of rise alliance it's not a glowing advertisement for the system as opposed to saying here's what we're doing now to make the commute better well look it's not gonna happen overnight folks so <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying though it's not gonna happen overnight though you know what i mean so let's just let's just um Let's just get this get this shit out the way though, man. All right. Um all right, we're gonna get into 
a little thing that I like to call chatting all the jazz right here, man. And our first story in chatting all the jazz is is involving a story of what went ha- what happened in Chelsea, New York. All right. Um, let's look for this story and read. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Um, shout out to Andy's randomness for pointing out the story, actually, when New York One didn't really um talk about it. But I'm going to talk about this shit, though, man. So this is for you, Andy. Um, anyway. So here's what's happening here. According to the New York Post, NYPD officers got into a shootout with a robbery suspect outside a Chelsea club early Friday, cops said. Plainclothes cops in NYC, no, excuse me, in NYPD windbreakers were patrolling around West 21st Street and 6th Avenue shortly after 3 a.m. when a bouncer at the at the Doe nightclub alerted them to a robbery in progress outside, police said. When the officers arrived, two suspects were mugging a person near the nightclub, police said. The officers went to intervene, and one of the suspects opened fire on them, cops said. According to the NYPD, the cops returned fire. Hold on a second, folks. ABC 7 New York reported that there were people in the street at the time and that one of the bullets allegedly struck an Uber. A photo taken at the scene showed a bullet hole in the side of a parked vehicle. Yeah. No injuries were reported. The robbers, described as wearing black hoodies, sped away in a light-colored sedan, possibly an Audi, police said. The getaway vehicle was last seen headed westbound on West 21st Street towards 7th Avenue. Damn, man. Yeah, I I feel bad for these people got mixed up in all this though now I, I you can't really say you can't really say wrong place in the wrong time you can't really say that though man this was around three in the morning folks so that's just that's just crazy and disgusting is not really disgusting is an understatement man i just say it's kind of ridiculous and fucking horrible right there man that's just how to describe it right there and um let's see what else all right so a 14 year old teen hang on a second we got other serious serious stuff to talk about here so the 14-year-old boy who was murdered in a targeted broad daylight shooting had recently moved to New Jersey for a better life, but was killed when he returned to his 
old neighborhood to say goodbye. Cops and law enforcement sources said Wednesday. Justin Streeter had just moved to Plainfield from East Harlem with the family, with his family to get away from the violence plaguing his neighborhood, but he fell victim to the bloodshed Tuesday afternoon when he briefly returned to say goodbye to his old friends and hunts, the sources said. My brother just died. Please give us some time, Streeter's sister said by phone when reached by the post. Just after 4 p.m. on Tuesday, Streeter was hanging out with a 15-year-old friend near the corner of East 128th Street and Park Avenue when a gunman opened fire on them after they left a deli, cops said. <laughs> Streeter, who was on a push scooter, was struck in the head as he fled into the street while his friend was hit in the leg, left leg. The slain teen collapsed between two cars and was rushed to Harlem, Harlem, Harlem Hospital where he succumbed to his injuries, cops said. The older teen was able to make it across the street and run toward Lexington Avenue where he eventually was helped by a passive passerby who called 911 NYPD chief of patrol Jeffrey Madry said in, in an emotional press conference hours after the incident the, the suspect was last seen fleeing on West 128th Street toward Mac, no, excuse me Madison Avenue and cops are still working to, to determine the motive for the shooting and how many shots were fired, Madry said. End quote. This is terrible, and we shouldn't have to suffer through this gun violence, Madry told reporters. We shouldn't be scared to walk out in our streets in broad daylight in the middle of the afternoon and feel like we're going to be victims of gun violence. Outside of the quaint two-story home, the family purchased uh, on a tree-lined plane field block. Residents were horrified to hear what ha had happened to their new neighbor. That's awful to hear. He was just 14 years old. Why is somebody with a gun killing a 14-year-old? Better yet, why does it, Why does the, that person even have a gun? One neighbor questioned. Horrible. That's unbelievable. This poor family, I can only imagine how they feel. I have kids too. Wow. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, this is crazy, man. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't I don't really have the right words to actually say to this shit though, man. I really don't at this point. I really don't. Um, I really don't at this point. So let's go into. Oh, we got another issue. We got another issue right here. We got another issue right here. Another serious story um, that needs to be talked about. Um, what we have here is. 
Um, a man was shot dead late Wednesday as he drove on the Washington Bridge. One of the one of at least four shootings that erupted across the Big Apple overnight. Cops said the 41-year-old victim was blasted in in the torso around 10:40 p.m. as he drove onto the entrance ramp to to the bridge off 181st street and Amsterdam avenue cops said um it appeared he kept driving after being shot and crashed his red dodge pickup truck near the entrance ramp of the cross bronx expressway on the bronx side of the span cops said EMS responded and rushed the man to St. Um, uh, what is it, Barnabas Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. No arrests have been made, and the victim's name has not been released pending family notification. The motive for the shooting was unclear early. Thursday and police did not have a suspect description. Hours later, a 37-year-old woman was struck in the head, struck in the left arm, not the head, excuse me, left arm by an apparent stray bullet that flew through her first bedroom window on Troy Avenue near Dean Street in Crown Heights around 1.20 a.m. Thursday, cops said. And for those of you who may not know what Troy Avenue is, it's basically a street that's in Brooklyn, which takes place in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York. So there you have it. Um, yeah, there you have it right there. Um, yeah, she was taken to the Kings County Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. No suspect description was immediately available, and the and police did not know who was targeted by the gunfire. Earlier Wednesday night, two, te two teens were shot on the grounds of Bronx um, NYCHA housing developments about an hour apart, cops said. An 18-year-old male was shot around... 8.20 p.m. on the grounds of the Soto Mayor houses on Watson Avenue near Reverend Isaiah J. Jones Boulevard in Soundview, Authority said. Um, he was taken to J Jacoby Medical Center with non-life-threatening injuries, cops said. Then around 9.15 p.m., a 19-year-old the victim was shot in his right arm when another male opened fire on Rosedale Avenue near Story Avenue, Story Avenue on the grounds of the Monroe houses. Also in Soundview, cops said, it is unclear whether he was the intended target. He was also taken to Jacoby Medical Center where he was expected to survive survive it was not immediately clear whether the two shootings were connected yeah this is separate yeah this is this is a separate incident um this is a separate incident so i'm not even gonna really 
And our last serious story right here has to do with another idiot. Another fucking Neanderthal bastard. All right. So, so this is according to the Brooklyn Eagle um, website. On Tuesday in Brooklyn Federal Court, Stephen Nitty by numb, age 40 of Brooklyn, was sentenced to 18 years imprisonment for possessing blind, no, excuse me, brandishing and discharging a firearm as part of a drug distribution conspiracy. As revealed during the during trial before U.S. Um, magistrate Judge Anne M. Donnelly in early 2017, Bynum has stolen drugs from a rival drug dealer and distributed the drugs around Crown Heights, Kingsborough houses. In June of 2017, the rival drug dealer then responded by assaulting Bynum near the Kingsborough houses. On September 10, 2017, Bynum rented a car and drove to the vicinity of 2070 Dean Street of East New York to retaliate against the rival drug dealer. Bynum circled the block and slowed within distance of the rival drug dealer and a group of people he was standing with including the pregnant victim of resident resident of the neighborhood by none fired multiple shots into the crowd aiming for the individuals who had assaulted him with an illegal illegally possessed nine millimeter handgun and missed the rival drug dealer shooting the five month pregnant victim in the head twice As a result of the shooting, the victim is permanently paralyzed on the right side with cognitive and speech impediments and suffers from other serious medical issues, having uh, undergone multiple surgeries and two months recovery in the hospital. The victim's baby was born two months prematurely, but survived. Breon Pierce, United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York, John B. DeVito. No relations to Danny DeVito, folks. <laughs> Special Agent in Charge, ATF, um, New York Field Division, and Keechan L. Sewell, Commissioner of the NYPD, announced the sentence. In quote, today's sentence holds the defendant accountable for his callous and wanton disregard for human life and safety in open fire and shooting a pregnant bystander in the head, causing her permanent paralysis, said U.S. Attorney Peace. Today's sentencing of a violent criminal shows the steadfast commitment by ATF to identify and bring just to justice those who commit any act of violence in our community, said ATF Special Agent in Charge, DeVito. Now, uh, look, 
this whole I okay, look. This whole idea of getting justice for you know certain individuals and stuff like that, um, because what you what you're getting what you're getting is accountability. You're not really getting justice for real. You're really not. And I hate to say this because number one, number one, you you you're, you're basically. You're basically holding a person accountable for the crime that was committed. And number two, number two, everyone knows the justice system is fucking flawed, man. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's this shit about talking about justice for people? Like, seriously, do you not even know that? It, do you even not even know that the justice system is fucking flawed? Seriously. Seriously. And third, the justice system is not going to be completely, completely overall overhauled and fixed overnight. That shit takes time and years. <laughs> that just takes time and years, man. I just wanted to get it out the way, um, to to basically, you know, you know, express myself on on how I feel about the story. So there it is, right there. Um, also in quote, the defendant's vile actions and disregard for human life left a mother paralyzed. Um and threatened the life of her unborn child. Thanks to the efforts of the ATF NYPD Sparta Task Force, this defendant will no longer be able to commit willful acts of violence and prey upon the citizens we have sworn to protect. Now, let me... Now, I've seen that acronym ATF all the time. Now let, let me let, let's find out what ATF stands for. What does ATF stand for? All right. So for those of you who may not know what ATF stands for, it stands for alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. That's basically what that is, though. And of course, what they do. Um, so what they do. So basically, the ATF is a law enforcement agency in the United States Department of Justice that protects our communities from violent criminals, criminal organizations, the illegal use of illegal use and trafficking of firearms, the illegal use and storage of explosives, acts of arson and the bombings, acts of terrorism and the illegal diversion and the illegal diversion, diversion, hold on. Uh, let's see. And the illegal diversion, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, illegal diversion, where is this? Where is it? Oh, shit. Yes, illegal diversion of alcohol and tobacco products. We partner 
with communities, industries, law enforcement, and public safety agencies to safeguard the public we serve through information sharing, training, research, and use of technology. There you go right there. That's what ATF stands for, and that's basically what they... Well, hold on. Let's see what they do here. Um, Yeah, let's see what they do. Yeah, I just talked about that right there, man. Yeah, I just talked about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me go to another story. Let me go to another story, actually. Um, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Where did I leave off? Hold on, where did I leave off? Where did I leave off, man? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on one minute. Hang on one minute here. I have the... uh... Yes, this is where I was. All right, so gun violence has absolutely no place in New York City, said NYPD Commissioner Seawall. The NYPD working in tandem with our law enforcement partners is relentless in its pursuit of the very few people in our city who are responsible for the majority of the violence. Today's sentencing sends a strong message that this behavior will never be tolerated in New York City and that anyone reckless enough to pick up and use an illegal gun here will face the full consequences of their actions. Yes. Yes, I'm actually glad that, you know, I'm actually glad that the uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I'm actually glad that the uh, um, I'm actually glad that the uh, the person is going to be sentenced to prison. So, if Eric Holder could be sentenced to prison and stuff, so can this fucking idiot. Um. Anyway. Anyway, man. Um. Let me. If there's any more, I don't think I have any more um terrible stories to talk about here. I don't think I have any more terrible stories to talk about. So I think this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last one actually. All right. Um let me see. Let me see. So I want to lighten things up here, man, from all those terrible stories that for all those terrible stories that um that we just discussed. So I'm going to turn to um a different story and this is pertaining to um this is pertain this is pertaining to angel numbers i always wanted to learn what angel numbers is about though but um so so the name of the episode is the stories behind the same numbers which is basically the angel numbers so we're going to get into we're going to get into it right now um 
All right, so angel numbers. This was posted um June 21st of this year. So let's get into it. While the words angel numbers might not hold much significance to you, you've probably heard of people who go nuts when the clock hits 1111, uh, which is the same date that I started this podcast on November 11th, 2020. Even taking a screenshot on their phone and uploading to their Instagram stories. What is the meaning and significance of 1111 and other numbers like it? In numerology, they are known as angel numbers, which Lloyd Strayhorn, an astronumerologist and author of Numbers and You, says is terminology. What the hell is going on here, man? Why do you keep showing this shit, man? Why the hell you keep going? Hold on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, let me. All right. So, all right. Where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? Um, says is. Yeah. Okay, um, wait a, all right. So, what is the meaning and significance of 1111 and other numbers like it? In numerology, they are known as angel numbers, which Lloyd Strayhorn, an astro numerologist and author of Numbers and You, says is terminology coined in the last 25 years or so for, for numbers that can be used as a guide or a set of instructions. Um, and he adds that 1111 is the most popular of all t- the numbers. How can you recognize angel numbers as they appear in your life? Here's what neuro- numerologists want you to know and what the most common combinations mean to you, for you. So what are so what are angel numbers you ask? In numerology, angel numbers are a repetitive sequence of numbers, um, eleven, eleven, for example, that are shown to you to convey a divine message. If you constantly see the same series of numbers, usually in a pattern of three, it may be more than a coincidence. Coincidence, and if you think it's a sign according to Allison Rose, a numerologist and spiritual healer based in Australia. It just might be. While numbers appeared repeatedly, this can be the angels sending you messages and it, it, it is up to the receiver to work out what those messages mean, Explain explains Rose. Angels like to assist, so if you are receiving number messages be on alert for other messages as well angel numbers differ from what is known as your life path number which you can get by taking your birthday month um day and year down to one number 
for for example, a birthday of July 14th, 1992 would take 7, 5, 1 plus 4, and 3, 1 plus 9, plus 9, plus 2, 21, followed by 1 plus 2 to get a life path number of 6, 7 plus 5 plus 3 equals 15, followed by 1 plus 5. Strayhorn admits this part of numerology can get very uh, detailed, especially as different numbers can relate to Zodiac. Zodiac. Yes. Ruling planets and more. Um, angel numbers, however, don't necessarily come from our birthdays. Um, according to Novelly Wilder, a Los Angeles-based numerologist and author of a little bit of numerology, license plates, addresses, phone and bank account numbers, prices, and timestamps all can be places where angel numbers show up. 11, 22, and 33 are considered the master numbers in numerology. Those who have birthdays or the number of letters in their name associated with these may discover additional special energies and qualities about themselves, both positive and negative. How can you find your angel numbers? While this says angel numbers are actually part of a bigger spiritual um, awakening. If you find yourself seeing particular angel numbers regularly, they may not be the only combination you'll see, you'll ever see. Angel numbers can change according to the guided messages they are trying to, to deliver to you, explains Sean Stone, a psychic medium based in England. If the same numbers keep on appearing time and time again, then until this message is received, numbers will be repeated. According to numerology, then, if you're seeing the same set of numbers frequently, someone is trying to get your attention. Wala adds that you, you don't have to be a psychic to get messages from the spiritual realm. You do, however, have to be open to engaging with your intuition. Um, what are the meanings of angel numbers, you ask? Just as angel numbers can vary by person, applying their meaning to your life can vary as well. Wilder advises to um, meditate or get in a calm headspace to see if there are deeper, more personal uh, meanings behind the numbers. There are general meanings, however, that you can use as a guideline. So, triple zero meaning. Um, opportunity opportunity awaits. You have infinite um, support from your angels. Reveal stone. New opportunities are on the horizon. Triple eleven meaning. Put yourself out there. You are ready to respond and engage with the world. Shares Wilder. 
No need to wait. Go share, teach, and pass on your knowledge. Trust your intuition. Um, triple two meaning find steady, steadier footing. There's imbalance in your life. Notes rose. Uh, reassess your actions and priorities. Triple three meaning find steadier footing. There's imbalance in your life. Notes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Um, explore what you have to to offer. Your magic is unfolding, says Stone. Dig deep to discover your life's higher purpose. Triple four meeting. Face things head on. You signed up for this particular challenge, and you have what it takes and will make it through, says Wilder. Focus on your support systems, build a foundation, and trust the ride. Triple five meaning, which is which is one of my favorites actually, which is in the username of my Instagram handle. Um, which is one of my favorites actually. Um, it's a time for transformation. Change is near. Reveals stone. A new, better path is emerging. You just need to take the next steps. Y you know. A little a little side story to this shit though man and why i chose triple five actually i know a lot of people been asking me about the whole the whole username thing the whole the whole five 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 thing look as i just read to you folks um the reason i chose um triple five or five 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 is how people say it is because there was a there was a clothing line that my sister used to work at and i used to get clothes from there and and another another reason that i chose that is because five is my favorite number because of the because of the uh, q5 bus that i take to work and back to the crib and for the most part, I think I think five is my five is my favorite number actually, and you know, and I I can't even I can't really imagine having a different number. And yeah, yeah, and it yeah, and I kind of like this I kind of like this quote though, man. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like it. And um, there's actually another meaning behind. There's actually another meaning behind um, triple five. <laughs> I need to look because I know, I know there's a, there's something. Um. All right, hold on. Let's look this up, man. Because I let's look this up, man. Because, um, yeah, let's look this up right now. Because um, I want to actually get a better understanding. So, um, so another another um, another definition of number um, five five five, aka triple five. Um, it, with the num with the number five 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 representing tr representing change, Richardson says it can indicate a major internal or external shift 
in the case of something external, it can mean something in your external world is about to change. Whether your home base, your career, or relationships in your life. Well, hmm. There's actually more to the story. There's actually more to the story behind 555. This is this sounds very fucking positive, man. I I I kind of got the <laughs> I kind of got the hang of this shit though, man. This is wow. Um, yeah, I like this. I like this. So okay. According to numerologists, so what five represents in numerology? According to numerologists and author of You Are Cosmic Code, Caitlin Kerhart, angel numbers do not have roots in numerology. Those similarities between what numbers represent in both cases can be found. In numerology, five is all about adventure, uh, liveliness, and freedom, she notes. Someone with a life path five can also expect constant change and transformation throughout their lifetime, she adds. Similarly, angel number 555 has everything to do with change. As Richardson tells MBG, it's an action-oriented number. It's a number of adventure change, liberation, and intensity. It can also represent quick, fast-moving energy, light taking quick decisive action she says um 555 angel number meeting so so first one says there's an external shift happening of course of course sleep support set yourself up for success with a good night's rest um with the number 555 representing change of course actually yeah i already i just read that definition right there what to do about it, whether you are experiencing the change as it's happening or a change is coming. Seeing 555 encourage, encourages you to take note so you can handle the changes with as much grace as possible. These are positive shifts, and we all experience cycles of change and growth, yet these cycles can feel dis- disorienting. Disorienting. Um, Richardson explains. Number two, there's an there's an internal shift happening. Not all change is external. Sometimes the biggest changes in our lives happen on the inside as we learn, grow, and mature. The number five fifty five can could indicate a big internal <clears throat> internal change, like beginning to heal. Cold dependency give me one second folks let me get some water all right um hold on oh we made it to an hour okay all right in my experience Internal and external shifts happen in tandem. One usually slightly precedes and influences the other Richardson notes. Um, 
scared what to do about it. Um, this angel number indicates positive change. So if you feel like you are leveling up and changing for the better, keep your momentum going. We all have seasons when it seems like everything is shifting in our life and we have a supercharged growth spurt. That's what 555 speaks to, Richardson tells MBG. Number three, change is inevitable. That's true. This is true. And lastly, scene 555 can also simply serve as a reminder that change is an inevitable and necessary part of life. When things feel chaotic and unfam or unfamiliar, 555 is a comforting reminder from the angels that transitions can be intense. Richardson says, even when we are experiencing exciting changes, we have longed for or worked very hard for. Um, what to do about it? Rem remember that you've made it through all the changes in your life so far, as Richardson's notes. Whatever transition you are going through, 555 uh, reminds us that transitions are sometimes a re restructuring, restructuring and reconfiguring of your soul's path ultimately you you will have you will come out the the other side and angels will be there to help you rebuild when you do number four it's time to take action as aforementioned the, the number five can relate to taking quick decisive action so seeing it can mean you've either been putting putting off taking action or that you need to seize the moment now what to do about somewhat self-explanatory but simply stated do the thing you've been putting off or if you see 555 in the moment when you were thinking about a decision or next course of action go with the option um you were thinking about when you saw 555 if applicable 555 meaning for love if you are in a relationship which i'm not <laughs> i know i feel bad for not being in a relationship so so don't try to tease me because i'm f about to be 40 in two years because i've been single for so long like come on man <laughs> I get that shit all the time, though, man. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, seeing 555 a lot, especially if it appears when you are thinking about your partner or your relationship, it could mean a change in in the relationship is headed your way. If things are going well with the two of you, this could potentially mean you are about to enter an exciting new phase in your relationship such as moving in together if things aren't going well however 555 could be a sign that something within the relationship needs to change for it to work out or the change could could very well be a breakup wow damn <laughs> reflect on the state of your relationship and where you want it to go 
if you if things are going well um with you two seeing 555 could encourage you to broach the topic of the next step in your relationship or the or if things aren't going well perhaps you take seeing 555 as an opportunity to discuss what's not working between you if you are single which is i am <laughs> if you are single and keep and keep seeing 555 it could of course mean the change heading your way is a new love interest yeah i don't know man this hasn't happened to me and i haven't really and i haven't really um I really got. I haven't really gotten around to it because number one, you know, a guy like me, who sometimes meet women, sometimes it 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 gets very it gets very difficult for me to actually, um, actually go far because number one, in my experience, I did experience being ghosted. And and it was just it was just terrible, you know what I'm saying? And I wasn't even sure if I was gonna be able to get my confidence back. So it's you know, it is what it is. Um anyway. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, um <laughs> um yeah. It could, however, also mean that right now you you are meant to embrace changes in general with love being an afterthought. This number represents change, but it also represents freedom and adventure. If this is a time of transition for you right now, embrace your singlehood and lean into your independence. The angel number 555 um, could represent a new love interest but the best way to find them is to go on adventures that light you up who knows you may just meet someone when you do 555 twin flame meeting oh lord a twin flame is <laughs> a deep soul connection between two people with the idea being that one soul was split into two bodies. Oh, wow. These relationships are known for being incredibly tumultuous, but also deeply healing. If 555 appear, appearing when you are with a twin flame or thinking about them, it can mean a change in your relationship is coming. Whether this change is well received by the two of you will remain to be seen. Though, given the generally positive associations with 555, it's often a good sign. Twin flames of facilitate growth, and 555 also speaks to growth as it relates to change. So, 555, this case in this case can also mean you and your twin flame are helping each other change for the better the bottom line is when certain numbers keep showing up repeatedly you can't help but wonder what they mean and if 555 is the number you've been seeing a lot lately prepare for some changes ahead okay um 
All right. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, that sounds about right, though. Yeah, let's get to... Yeah, I want to... I'm not going to... All right, so... Um, triple six meaning look at things in a new way shift your perspective to control negative thoughts and invite peace into your life instruct instruct stone triple seven meaning energy is shifting a spiritual realignment is about to occur affirms stone tap into your talents gifted by nature triple eight meaning this points to oh shit not that i actually asked for this yeah not that i actually asked for this <clears throat> this points to a lesson of balance and responsibility reveals wilder we're either in almost perfect balance or not able to let go of the responsibilities that aren't ours to deal with take inventory of where you step up when you should be stepping aside and of course lastly is and of course lastly is triple nine meaning let go of the old so you can make room for the new a chapter in your life is closing allowing another to open share stone wow Wow, talk about words of wisdom, folks. <laughs> wow. And if you like to learn about um and if you like to learn about yourself as far as like the 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 angel numbers and stuff, man, of course you could you could you could look up you can look up the angel numbers um that clicks to you online and as I was um mentioning you can know you can check out parade.com man yeah parade.com and and of course it's gonna have the uh the topic that I just talked about so what are angel numbers numerology meanings of angel numbers so there you go right there all right ladies first right Shonda Rhimes. I don't know, man. Wait, 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 wait. Ain't no story. Wait, damn, there's no story? Where's the story? Hang on a minute here. Where's the story, man? Seriously. All right. Wait, 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 wait. Shonda Rhimes. I just saw this. Hold on, I just saw this. Wait a second here. All right, Shonda Rhimes. Wait a minute here. All right. Um, let me see. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yeah. Wow, wow. Um, 
Hang on one second. One second. I'm sorry, folks. Um, I was trying to look for an article about Shonda Rhimes as far as like um the positive the positive stuff that she's done. Um give me one second. Um, let's see. Um, oh boy. Um, oh boy. Um, okay. All right. I think I found something else actually, Shonda Rhimes related. I think I found something else. I think I found something else though. Hold on. Okay. This is crazy. Um. So Shonda Rhimes is speaking out to defend Netflix's decision to file a lawsuit against the creators of the unofficial Bridgerton musical. Abigail Barlow and Emily Bears (laughs) project began as a TikTok musical and grew into an actual album, which went on to win win the Grammy Award for Best Musical Theater Album. While Netflix appears to have supported the project in the early stages, the streamer objected to Barlow and Bear mounting a live stage version of the musical. The unofficial um, Bridgerton musical album live in concert was performed at the historic Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. this past week with a cast that included big names from Broadway. A variety variety wrote that the stage show reportedly featured more than a dozen songs that involved exactly copy dialogue, character traits, expression, and other elements from Bridgerton. Shonda, who is the executive producer behind Bridgerton, has released a statement to explain why Netflix is suing the team. Many fans have expressed disdain disdain at Netflix for filing the lawsuit. Wow. And, um, wow, man. And, um, actually, this is crazy. And I'm not really a Grey's Anatomy person. I'm not really a Grey's Anatomy person, but, um, I will say this, though. Uh, shit. This is crazy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I'm not really a Grey's Anatomy person, so I'm not even gonna really get into all this stuff. So um anyway. Anyway, let me move on to the next one, man. Cause let me move on to the next because I <laughs> yeah, I don't want to stay on this shit for too long. 
Okay, so Gunner is denied build again. And this is according to TMZ.com. Gunner's come up short again, denied bond for the second time because the judge believes his involvement in the young stoner's life camp could lead to witness intimidation. Judge Euro D. Glanville once again rejected all of Gunner's attorney's motions, leaving the rapper stuck in his Fulton County jail cell at least at least until his case goes to trial in January 2023. <laughs> Gunner's attorney Steve Sadler tells TMZ Hip Hop, Sergio Kitchens, a.k.a. <laughs> Kitchens, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> aka aka oh wow, Sergio Kitchens, <laughs> um, aka gonna and the defense team are very disappointed in the denial of bond. Gonna produce substantial evidence that bond was warranted for him. The prosecution, again, produced no evidence at all. Instead, it chose to rely on vague and non-specific allegations and spe spe speculation through the statements of the prosecutor alone. He added justice isn't being served by repeatedly denying Gunner Bond on his way to an inevitable non-guilty verdict. Prosecutors asked the court to block access to addresses and contact information of witnesses from defense attorneys until 30 days before the trial. Gunner has been going hard for his freedom, penning an open letter to the U.S. Constitution on his birthday this year, which was capped, capped by his number one album, D.S. Forever. He's accused of receiving stolen property of, and possession of drugs with intent to distribute allegations to which he pled not guilty. This is the dumbest thing. Oh, gosh. This is far the dumbest shit that he's ever done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man, because this is... I'm sorry, man, but... Any, like, seriously... I can't, I can't really, um, I can't really fathom this idea though, man. I really can't really fathom this idea of a a rapper who who went from having a career into into something like this, and his and his crazy, crazy, crazy ass is hurt right now because he's in prison. You get the gist, man. <laughs> you get the gist of this shit, though, man. Look, before I move on to the next story, man, if you are a music artist, right, and and you say anything specifically in the 
lyrics. Now, wait, now, wait. I know, I know what certain people might be thinking. Is this considered art? Or is it just dry snitching to get caught? Think about it, folks. Think about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, think about that, though. Um, anyway. All right, let's go to... Let's go to... Let's go to... Um, all right, let's go to Rick Ross, man. Ricky Rose, hold on, let's go to that right there. Now this, okay. Hold on a minute here. So, <laughs> counting his cows. Wait. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The most recent one. Oh my gosh. Really? Really though? Give me the kid. Oh gosh. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is the, uh, let me go to, so I tried, I tried to stay, I tried to like, when I saw this shit, I was like, wait a minute, man, really, really though? <laughs> okay, so this is according to hotnewhiphop.com, right? Rick Ross has finally answered the question on everybody's mind. Rick Ross is an, is an opinion, opinionated man. His voice is thoughts on a myriad of topics from crypto, which he believes is a bad idea. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm glad I'm not the only person who thinks crypto is a bad idea, man. This is where the scam shit is going on, man. This is the, it's the, it's the most ridiculous scam scam scandalous idea I ever heard, man. Anyway, um, which yeah, to private jets, which he believes is are a bad idea. Oh damn, damn. Now the Miami rapper is weighing in on the much discussed topic of eating, of ass eating, in a recent interview. On the Beyond the Chair podcast, Ross stated definitely that the practice is not for him. Exactly. I don't really have no taste for ass, Rick Ross said. When asked if he thinks he could ever develop an affinity for it, he stood resolute. I know what I like, he responded, and I usually avoid the ass. The whole stint press, press Ross questioning whether he ever d even done done it as a slip up. 
Ross pondered the query for a moment, but his response was the same. Nah. He continued to say that a slip-up in that regard is probably not, in fact, a slip-up. If that's what you did, you ain't slip-up, he insisted, getting slightly worked, worked up at the very idea. From top to bottom is a very long way, he continued. I'm just letting just letting you know that ain't a Rosie thing right heat right there. Of course, in a splash. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if I splashed your face but was overcome with laughter, check out the entire interview below. Ross begins to discuss eating ass. Oh gosh. Really though. Really though, I don't know. I don't know, man. And 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 and, and, and I'm not even gonna really <laughs> oh man. And um in other I think um wait a minute, most recent one. Um I just saw this just now actually. Um another story. As he celebrates the as he celebrates the release of his latest album, Wiz Khalifa is also discussing his celebrity peers that have inspired his business moves. Today, July 29th, Wiz delivered Multiverse. And just prior to its release, the Pittsburgh hitmaker sat down with Double XL to not only talk about this the album, but his efforts outside of music. Yeah, um, multiverse. First of all, it's 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 not. It, we're not talking about the, the multiverse of Marvel Comics, folks. We're talking about the album. Um. Yes. Yeah, other music. Khalifa has shaped quite the successful rap career. But he's also a leading force in several industries with his businesses related to food and beverage, cannabis, um, and even mushrooms. Oh, what? Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. And um, journalist um, Komet High wanted to know who was looked up to when it came to diversifying his portfolio with multiple streams of income. He named um, <coughs> he named several um, familiar figures that have etched their names into the rap mogul Mount Rushmore. Um, what is this? What is this shit here? Mount Rushmore, huh? And um, Jay Z, Master P, Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle said, "Was these are people who do what the fuck they want to do? They own their shit. They move when they want to move. You know what I'm saying? And they don't really, you know, show too much. They really just they be on point. Fifty Cent, you know what I'm saying?" 
50 is a really good business person and mentor of mine. Snoop has given me a lot of game, Rick Ross. These are dudes that really, really handle business. Rick Ross wakes up and promotes every motherfucking day. Wiz added with a laugh. He promotes every day. Like, my man don't stop. Yeah, I look up to those dudes. Like, how serious they take their business. Wow. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool and smart, though, man. That's pretty cool and smart. Um, all right, let's make some noise for Wiz Khalifa, man. All right, our next our next topic has to do with little baby. Yeah. Little Baby's loyalty was on full display at Roaring Loud when he successfully swatted off a few fans trying to pose as fan fan slipping backstage. (laughs) The 4PF Records um, boss was spotted conducting his own ID check of entourage members, which is typically security's job. But nonetheless, he was able to to defuse any mishaps from going down. You can almost hear what sounds like baby scolding the actual Rolling Loud security for getting getting the headcount wrong as he takes matters into his own hands. He points out familiar faces and even even possibly lets a few well-behaved fans slide through his through no excuse me through before security steps in and creates a human wall around the gate baby was among the many rap stars are present for rolling loud miami dedicating his drip too hard um performance to its incarcerated co-star gunner among other his other hits He'll be rolling. He'll be he'll be rolling with the same team all summer. His Miami pit stop coincided with the with his current tour with Chris Brown, which also is powered by RL. All right. Up next is Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. The mystery of Daniel Kaluuya's possible involvement in Black Panther um, Wakanda Forever is solved. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. The, the, Londoner, the Londoner will not be returning to the franchise for a second outing. <clears throat> It was expected that Kaluuya would reprise his role of W. Kabi, the best friend and confidant of T of King T'Challa, the late um the late Chadwick Boseman, um, and head of security for Border Tribe. Variety though, um Variety though um reports that 
Kaluuya was unable to star in the sequel due to um, filming clashes with Jordan Peele's latest horror film, Nope, his next big screen role. The sequel is expected to explore other characters within the Black Panther stories while honoring the legacy of the late actor and his character, King T'Challa. Marvel fans had speculated that Kaluuya's character, W. Kabi, might have inherited the mantle of superhero Black Panther in the sequel. While the plot of Black Panther Wakanda Forever sequel remains shrouded in mystery. <coughs> Hold on. Um, yeah, wait, 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 wait. um, <clears throat> yeah, while the plot of Black Panther Wakanda Forever Secret remains shrouded in, in mystery, the cast definitely comprises of Lapita Nyong'o. Denai Gurira, Martin Freeman, Letitia Wright, Winston Duke, and Angela Bassett all reprising their Black Panther roles. We also know that um, Michaela Coel, Tanak Herta, Huerta, and Dominique Throne will be joining the cast in so far undisclosed roles. Upon release in 2018, Black Panther became one of the highest grossing movies of all time, taking over $1.3 billion worldwide. Worldwide. Hold on. It became the first Marvel movie to receive a nomination for Best Picture at the, at the Academy Awards. Kaluuya's kick-started his career with roles on British TV with Skins, Doctor Who, and Black Mirror. His performance in the latter persuaded Peel to cast him in 2017's genre-defining horror Get Out, preparing, no, propelling him to global fame. Now, um, it's already out right now. Nope, it's already out right now. I will um, actually... Um, go over um, the box office um, in the next episode. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is scheduled for release on November the 11th of this year. All right. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Irv Gotti. Um, okay. Irv Gotti is $100 million, $100 million richer with $200 million in additional funding um, readily available to sponsor his upcoming TV and film ventures thanks to a massive deal signed with um, Olivier Chastain's um, music rights and brand management company, I. Iconoclast. 
It was the best time to sell. Yeah, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It was the best time to sell because they gave me so much. The Queens, New York native and proud owner of Visionary Ideas Entertainment, born Irving Domingo Lorenzo Jr. tells Billboard of selling his 50% ownership stake of Murder, Inc.'s past music recordings while retaining ownership of his company. It was a very high multiple and I'm moving towards producing and owning my first movie, which I wrote. I'm going to direct and I'm producing. Gotti is understandably excited about the new mid, the new windfall, particularly when he compares it to the one million dollars, one million dollar figure. Um, he was once offered by Universal Music Group for his masters. God himself is holding my hand right now, and I'm not letting go. He says, "I sold my past to ignite my future." I'm building visionary ideas entertainment into a multi-billion dollar entertainment company. Instead of going to the investment circle and maybe raising $100 million, I did it myself and I'm betting on myself. Above all, the millionaire mogul is grateful for his latest blessing after the death of his dad. Irvington Domingo Lorenzo Sr., he was a cab driver. I watched him work the graveyard shift and early in the morning to provide for his family, Gotti says. Billboard caught up with Gotti for an upbeat phone call about the New Deal and upcoming business plans during the during which the mag, the magnate unveiled his long-term vision for visionary ideas entertainment which includes creating opportunities for young people and supporting his own family wow and of course um damn this is yeah um this is crazy man so i have to say wait a minute here Um, all right. Yeah, I got to say congratulations. You know what I'm saying? I got to say congratulations, man. Um, so I think he, he did an interview with Billboard and, and basically um, talked about how he talked about in a statement, um, after the question of how did you craft this $300 million deal? He says, I raised five, $5 million for me to shoot my movie and I use my music catalog as collateral. When I did that, it opened up a can of worms. <laughs> my good friend, Zach Horowitz, who used to be the CFO for the Universal, Universal Music Group, called me and was like, Irv, are you interested in selling your catalog? My guy, Walter Jordan, was always telling me, Irv, you, you've got money there. Then Zach said he knows um, Oliver, Oliver Chastain, and he's the best and pays top dollar. We met, and it was 
of Love Fest. Oliver felt my energy and the deal didn't take long, a couple of months. I'm a very spiritual person and it's God and my dad who passed away on November 1st looking out for their boy. It's very surreal, but I would give every dollar of the $300 million to get my dad back. But he's with me and I feel his presence. He developed cancer. He also talked about um, how he developed cancer. My last words to him were, don't worry about nothing. I'm going to take care of everybody that comes from you and mom. Um, Nene Lorenzo. My man smiled at me. The tears rolled. Um, I'm inspired because I'm never going to not live up to my word. He died like an hour later. This deal is one step toward my promise to Poppy. Everyone knows me to be a hard worker and thinker. I made Universal Music Group probably $1 billion with my work with Jay-Z, DMX, late great DMX, Ja Rule, and everything. I tell everybody, if you thought I work hard for them, then now I'm I'm set I'm set up for me and my family, the Domingo family. There's a fire burning in me that's crazy, and that's why I'm up at six in the morning. Like, yeah, I'll be there. It's my money now, so you you know you are gonna work extra hard when it's your money. We did our best for for other motherfuckers and now it's for us and um another question um from billboard is what can you share about the your development with deal with paramount global and bet the relationship i have with viacom slash cbs which includes bet showtime and the different entities i can safely say to you that my relationship with the boss of Viacom CBS, Bob Bakich, um, is a one-in-a-million relationship because of his love and belief in me. It's basically through him that I'm crafting deals where he will enable me to own it. The movie Tales presents um, We Made It in America. He's allowed me to pay my own money and own it and then paramount will distribute it but at the end of the day i own it the ceo of bet scott mills were in talks now to build a business model where they will just they will license all of my tv and scripted and unscripted for x amount of years and then after x amount of years i own it outright the entertainment industry is music, TV, and film, right? The music business is the lowest form, and I just bagged $100 million for shit I did 20 years ago. Why do you think the music industry ranks lowest? It's just facts. It's just the facts. More money is made in TV and with movies than music. It's a non-disputable fact. We love the music industry, and I love the music industry. There's money to be made, but it's, it's dwarfed by the money made from TV and film. 
if I have if I have 100 episodes of television and I own it, they'll probably put a f- worth on it at 300 or 400 million dollars. With 300 million dollars or 400 million dollars, I could sell it at a 10 to 20 multiple. That's three to six billion dollars. This is why Tyler Perry is a billionaire. That's why I sold my masters and did this deal with iconoclast. Now I'm set. Now I'm set up to all my shit. I'm trying to to have visionary ideas. Be how DreamWorks was with different filmmakers, writers, and producers. They can now come to me if they want to make a TV series or a movie. I'm gonna fuck with my Benny Booms, Little X's, and Christian Robinson. Christian Robinson did ATL and did that's a good movie. It it we make these movies for five million or less, and they do it and they do for and they do thirty or forty million. It's a huge success. Also, I want to make sure this is correct. I only own fifty percent of my masters and Universal Music Group on the other 50 percent when when it came time for us to terminate the deal universal music group offered me one million i basically said what that ain't nothing you that ain't nothing yo fuck you my shit is worth more than that they explained to me that it was only cd sales i would like to thank the good lord for streaming streaming has made my masters worth way more Patience is virtual. Patience is virtual. Thank the good Lord for Apple, Spotify, Title, Amazon, and all of the places that people stream. Now you don't have to buy anything. When you, but when you listen, it generates money. Now I sold my masters, produce producer royalties, and my publishing. I sold it all. Why did you feel safe to do that? I gave them my past, but I know I'm about to produce a great soundtrack for every movie that comes out. I'm about to break new artists into the mainstream. I'm about to produce their music, so I'm going to build another legacy. And this time, I own 100%. Um, With my new distribution deal with Kevin Lyles, I'll be... I'll be like DreamWorks where I can do music, TV, and film at the highest level because I have distribution situations with all of those entities. I grew up as the youngest of eight kids. When I signed this deal and got $100 million, it was very surreal. The little kid in me is overjoyed. What are the three biggest things fans should tune in to catch on your new Murder, Inc. documentary with BET premiering um, August 9th? 
probably the biggest one is the whole Ashanti relationship thing gets discussed. And not just by me, but every artist, worker, and employee talks about it. And in the in the dynamics of it, it ain't me. It's all of them. I want people to see. The second biggest thing is the whole Fed's case in 2005 and how they came after me and why they were trying to do that. That experience brought me closer to God because I was like, help me, God. Please help. The Feds have about a 98% conviction weight so with me beating the feds i'm especially special it's truly a great story of redemption the story of being on top of the world and having everything taken from you and risking going to jail for the rest of your life beating the feds and rebuilding reinventing myself and not music um but with tv and now films content that will make me a billionaire next biggest thing um, it shows my family dynamic it shows me and poppy what bt loved about it is i put myself in the place of a normal kid not taking life serious but then my dad got laid off because he was approaching the age of the age to get his pension they fired him for having a drink it was fucked up it had been 20 years it was because he was gonna have his pension um damn oh shit that sucks <laughs> after pushing more and more ownership of the of their masters what are you your thoughts on that artists should want to own their masters let me tell you about a conversation that changed my dynamic i'm really good i'm really good friends with mark um lost lossary for over 20 years he's a multi-billion billion billionaire and owns the milwaukee bucks i'm at his house over this last summer he has a fucking huge mansion in connecticut i was like man i'm like steven spielberg jeffrey katzenberg and david Geffen rolled into one motherfucker. He was like, wow, that's amazing. You said everything but the right thing. It stopped me in my tracks. He said, who owns it? You can't sell what you don't own. And and another question, um, are you open to burying the hatchet with Ashanti moving forward and working together again? Yes, I'm in a different space. I got all the spread. I ain't mad at nobody. We could bury the hatchet. We could work together. I don't care. Let's get let's get money. Um I don't want to be the only billionaire. She's mad that I say we were together. She doesn't want anyone to know we were in love. I'm not ashamed of whatever i've done in my life i don't regret my relationship with ashanti that's how i felt watch the documentary i'm curious to see what her crazy fans are going to say my artist said it was kind of it was kind of fucked up because when ashanti hit they felt herbs was with ashanti and he didn't pay attention to us like maybe he could have of course he he didn't let jot rule 
Ja Rule fall. Jay-Z and Nas talk to. Nas talks about why he didn't stay with Murder Inc. All of the 50 Cent shit gets talked about. The documentary is absolutely brilliant, and I love that BET puts put Tales season three on right after. It's it's off the charts. The survivor of the fittest episode is ridiculous. Ja Rule's song is on there, put it on me. Yeah. Let's make some noise for Earth Gotti and 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 the and signing that big deal though. Let's let's make some noise, man. I can't really hate on that, man. So congrats. All right. Um let's go to hold on. Let's go to uh how many topics are we to? Okay, so there's one, two, three, four. Damn, so we got four more topics. Okay, so we got four more topics to talk about here. Uh let's talk um all right. All right, um, all right, um, what can audiences expect from Sherry? Okay, all right, so daytime, daytime TV viewers are seeing a huge shift in the landscape after a number of long-time talk shows came to an end this year. Ellen DeGeneres, for one, wrapped up, wrapped her show up after 19 seasons. The Wendy Williams show was canceled after 13 seasons when its namesake host was unable to return for the final season and health and financial struggles. To that end, Sherry Shepard is stepping in with her own show, Sherry, and she sees a specific void in the daytime TV slate that she plans to fill. Sherry Shepard Sherry Shepard was one of many guest hosts who stepped in for Wendy Williams when she was unable to return for season 13 of her show. The decision was eventually made to cancel the Wendy Williams show and give the time slot permanently to Shepard. However, the former co-host of The View told people she's going to put her own spin on her series, filling a hole that's been left in the world of daytime TV, particularly since the end of the Ellen DeGeneres show, Shepard said, in quote, Ellen DeGeneres is gone, and I love Kelly Clarkson because she's naturally authentic, but people underestimate a stand-up comic, and that's where we come in. We create magic where there is none, and there is really nobody I could think who can fill that void, but I'm here and that's what I'm bringing. The Kelly Clarkson show has been taped to take over um, Ellen DeGeneres vacated time slot and the American Idol winner is apparently putting her show through a complete overall in order to do that. Every host has their strengths, however, and where DeGeneres is known for her comedy, Kelly Clarkson is more musically inclined. Singing is and will likely remain a big part of the former voice coach coach's show. 
Sherry, no, excuse me, clearing the lane for Sherry Shepard and comedy background. The actress said as a guest host on the Wendy Williams show, she stayed within the format that Wendy Williams had established, but with her own eponymous talk show, Sherry Shepard looks for, forward to bringing her own flavor and finding the lightness and the humor of a t- hot topic story. She said, in quote, it literally will be everything I haven't been able to display. You only got to see snippets of what I do when I when I'm a guest on a talk show or when I was on the view. Sherry Shepard seems excited about being able to call the shots on her own series. But when Sherry premieres, there's one person who likely won't be tuning in. And that's Wendy. So Wendy Williams threw some shade at the woman who's replacing her, saying that what Shepard brings to the table is really not my thing to each of their own. Damn. Damn, son. The fucking shade. Why? Why the shade, man? Yeah, why the fuck is shade, man? Seriously? Seriously? Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams' ass is so butthurt right now, man. Really? It's so it's so crazy right now, man. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um oh boy. Um as well as Wendy Williams and Ellen the DeGeneres, Maury Povich hung up his hat after a 31-year talk show career. Nick Cannon saw his talk show acts after just one season. And the real was also canceled following the end of its eighth season. In the musical um, Malayu, meanwhile, Kelly Clarkson will be joined by fellow American Idol alum Jennifer Hudson, who's set to debut her own talk show this fall. Uh, viewers who are excited to see Sherry Shepard to put her stamp on the world of daytime TV can do so this fall. With the premiere of Sherry coming September 12th, of course, check your local listings for time and channel. You can also see what other premieres are coming soon in Cineblend's 2022 TV schedule. And, um, yeah. So we got two more to talk about here. Of course, obviously, obviously, um, Malcolm, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do Soldier Boy, man. Oh, the LimeWire thing. Um, LimeWire is making its triumphant return with the help of a Soldier Boy classic. Last week on July seven, the former file sharing client announced it will be returning in. An all new format form 
different from its origin as an illegal music download on the hotbed. In the video promotion, two kids are shown leaving school and excitedly rushing home to download Soldier Boy's 2007 hit Crank That Soldier Boy, which scores the commercial. The video then cuts to the two kids as adults. In a similar situation, they rush home to get online wire. Only this time they are going to they're going on the site to check on the NFT purchase. Oh man. Soldier Boy has re, has reposted his fans' responses to the ad on twi- on Twitter. This man brought LimeWire back. Legendary one person posted first rapper to bring LimeWire back in 2022. Another person wrote, "Um, damn, son." In the early 2000s, file sharing softwares like LimeWire and Napster were all the the rave with people looking to illegally download anything from music to movies. In 2010, a U.S. federal judge issued an injunction against the company after several record companies and the Record Industry Association of America filed lawsuits against LimeWire on the grounds of copyright infringement. Yeah, copyright infringement. Um. Yeah, copyrighted Frederick, actually. Um, and um, the owners of LimeWire settled out of court for an amount that was rumored to be in the sh- in the low nine figures. In March, the new owners of the LimeWire name announced they would be rebranded as a music NFT marketplace for creators and collectors. All right, up next is Michael Jamal Warner. Okay, obvious, okay. Malcolm Jamal Warner, obviously, and Wendell Pierce are confirmed to star in an episode of Accused alongside Karen LeBlanc. Fox's crime anthropop, antho anthology anthology excuse me um drama is based on the the bbc's um bafta winning anthology and is set to open in a courtroom on the accused with viewers being left in the dark about the crime or how the accused wound up on trial as for as told from the defendant's perspective th- through a series of set flashbacks, <clears throat> um, accused of per- accused portrays the how ordinary people find themselves wrapped up in outstanding circumstances, being down a path of no return. Warner and LeBlanc star as the anxiety-ridden, shielding parents following an incident involving their daughter at a park. While Pierce and Pierce will portray the detective assigned to the, to their case, Malcolm Jamal Warner shared a little backstory about his role, talked about handling disappointments, disappointments in auditions, and shared how he knew the role in the upcoming series was meant for him. And then came this episode of 
the accused began the caption of his Instagram post. I read it and it had my name written all over it. And as if the universe was once again reminding me that what's for me is for me. Um, he continued like most actors who still have to audition as much as I have the good fortune to work. <clears throat> the percentages of auditions I don't book is high, but I can also say that the roles I do book the ones with my name all over them make up for all those auditions I don't get. This role is challenging, exciting, irritating, and frightening to say the least. And it also conf also confirmation. It's also a confirmation that as long as I do my part, the universe will do its part. Warner currently stars on Fox's The Resident as AJ Austin. Um, Pierce is known for his classic role of Detective Buck Moreland on HBO's The Wire and mostly recently appeared in Amazon's Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan. LeBlanc mostly recently starred and owns The Kings of Napa. She has also appeared on HBO's Lovecraft Country. Billy Porter was tapped to direct one of the episodes in the anthology that centers on a fierce drag queen and an affair that leads to devastating consequences reports um, deadline. And a premiere date for Accused has has yet to be announced, so remains to be seen, man. Remains to be seen. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, up next, up next. Um. Up next is, uh, of course, obviously Buster Rhymes. All right, so um, according to Hip Hop DX, um, with Ella Cool J's inaugural Rock the Bells Festival just around the corner, the lineup is growing. According to a press release, Buster Rhymes will appear at the Queens Base event on August 6th alongside LL Cool J, Lil Kim, Ice Cube, Rick Ross, The Diplomats, Fat Joe, Remy Ma, Scarface, Trina, Nori, Diggable Planets, DJ Scratch, Scarface, and Mr. C, among others. <clears throat> the official Rock the Bells Instagram account confirmed the edition on Thursday, July 14th that read, just added, one of the greatest live shows on earth. Um, at Buster Rhymes will be hitting the um, hashtag RTB festival stage um, August the 6th, 2022 at Forest Hill Stadium in Queens. Get your tickets now at rockthebells.com slash festival before the price goes up um, July 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern. Want to give a Special shout out to our presenting partners, um, Proctor Gamble, King C. Gillette, and M. Bibb for supporting Rock the Bells Festival and Hip Hop Culture. 
Hosted by Roxanne Shantae, the Rock the Bells Festival aims to bring together some of hip-hop's biggest icons and genre-defining artists for an entire day of live music, interactive um, experiences, art exhibits, food, and much more. Rock the Bells was previously the name of another hip-hop festival hosted by um, um, Gorilla Gorilla Union. <laughs> <laughs> Gorilla Union in the in the early um to mid two thousand oh shit hello <laughs> oh shit that's fucking laughable folks hello Kuji petitioned the trademark trial and appeal board to cancel all existing trade months in 2017, but the promoter repeatedly attempted to refile for the trademark. In 2019, LL Cool J sued the production company for stealing the name from his 1985 hit, Rock the Bells. Um, hang on. As reported by the blast at the time, a judge ordered Guerrilla Union to transfer all control of his social media accounts, websites, domains, and any other intellectual property to El Coge. The promoter was also barred from using the name or any other similar trademarks again. This festival is my way of showing love to the community of hip hop and celebrating the incredible journey to this culture has taken going from dj cool Herx sedgwick sedgwick avenue rec room to the global phenomenon we all cherish today um ella cool j said of the event event getting to bring some of the most iconic and influential hip-hop artists to the same stage in my hometown and the city that started it all is an honor and i can't wait for everyone to see what we have in store for them as part of the first annual rock the bells ug ugk legend bunby is bringing his trill meals food court to the festival grounds Nas e40 jada kiss styles p ghostface killer and mia x will bring will all bring their culinary delights to the audience course you can check back with hip-hop dx soon for an exclusive with bun b in which he'll discuss his rtb festival vision and more hold on all right um let me see let me see let me see let's see if we covered every 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 topic today and yes we did Yes, we did. Um, yeah, let's see. Yes, we did. Let me make sure I covered every topic. Um, um, let me make sure I covered every topic, though. All right. Yeah, we covered everything. All right, let me wrap up this, this episode right here, man. Listen. Um, listen, you'd like to show some love by supporting the, 
the podcast, the New York podcast right here. You can show some love, not only, not only, um, not only you follow, but you can also make a charitable donation to my cash app. So, um, no matter what amount of money you um, decide to to choose to donate, will be appreciated. Which is um, cash app dollar sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign um, capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z five fifty five on there. All right, so there you go, right there. Now I'm not gonna have time to do podcast me- free game mechanisms tonight, so I probably have to do it some other time. So I'm gonna go straight ahead to stream choices on the go let's go you want to show some love go ahead and f- go ahead and make sure you follow off the meat rack chains new york podcast on facebook alongside with um instagram alongside with um with my other shows Excellent fun vibrant podcast, the sports edition show, and of course the review show, Meticulous Vodjuice Podcast. And alongside of myself is um G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. So make sure you turn on your notifications for updates and details on when the episodes are going to be dropping and all that other great stuff. What's up right there? So, um, so yeah, um, I also like to get into, now you can leave a voice message on Anchor and I will gladly be able to, um, take care, take care of playing it on the air on one of the, one of these episodes and stuff. So don't you, I got y'all. I got y'all back though. Um also also um speaking of anchor man um you can go to the link in bio where it says link tree slash G Money Stacks 555 and it's gonna have a whole list of order streaming platforms, including YouTube, which I will gladly um get into right now. So here we go. Um, you can listen to the New York podcast on on Anchor. You can um, there's Audacity, there's Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, um, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podopolo, Podorama. Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and you can also leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, and Spotify as well. And you can also listen to Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast on Radio Public alongside with um, iHeartRadio, the number one app for, for music radio and podcast make sure you follow my other shows um the sports edition show excellent fun vibrant podcast and of course meticulous vibe juice podcast review show 
That's also on iHeartRadio right there. And of course, last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button and the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream and of course the time of when the recording is going to start. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and the topics that was discussed. Um, you can share your thoughts and talks in the comment section along with um, YouTube and of course, um, and of course, hold on a second, hold on a second. Hold on. Yeah. And you can also um share the share the episodes. Stream, listen, watch the episodes, especially the ones that you missed and and the new episodes and the previous episodes make sure you catch up on all these episodes that's very important you could share the videos download these episodes and um also make sure you you stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes make sure you make sure you spread the word and of course be sure to actually be sure to actually, um, you know, share the podcast along with your friends, wives, husbands, girlfriends, boyfriends, friends, the people you cool with from work and stuff. So they get an idea of, of who I am as a host on this New York podcast and I'm glad to actually you know you know enjoy creating content with you folks right here um and of course I like to say thank you to everyone who tuned in and rocking with me on episode 169 uh, as as we talked about the angel numbers um, and, and I hope y'all learn something from these angel numbers and stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like I always say at the end of the show, of course, you know, be sure you do something that makes you happy, um, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And for the most part, the grind does not stop. Hard work pays off. And you want to make sure whatever you are creating, whether it's podcasting like myself, radio personality, and whatever career field that you're doing as far as your craft and stuff, um, make sure you make sure you stick to it. Be consistent. Of course. Find your voice, be confident, be on your P's and Q's with your craft. And I like to add, also make sure you find something that clicks, that clicks to you and you just have to find 
what gets you into your zone. So get in your zone and your P's and Q's, folks. And that's going to do it for me, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me. And I'm going to see y'all in the next episode. So make sure you be careful out there. And also, I would like to say, too, you are only human. You are only human. You can only do your best. And 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 please do not overthink your overthink because when you overthink you end up you end up stressing yourself out and making shit complicated so there you so there you go right there a little a little a little sprinkle of life lessons and a little bit of gems right there man and look i'm out of here man i'm off this shit so i'll see y'all in the next episode peace and one love I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you got a chance to catch up on all the episodes that's already on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks 555. Of course, make sure you subscribe and all that other great stuff right there, man. Um, peace and one love and have a good night, folks. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, Previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services include Anchor, Audio Burst, 
Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.